Join author and former Vibe Editor-in-Chief Danielle Smith and Black Girl Songbook as she celebrates and uplifts the talent of Black women in the music industry. Tune in for in-depth discussions with your favorite songwriters, producers, and artists, as well as anecdotes from Danielle. Plus, you'll hear the songs of Black women who changed the landscape of American music forever. Check out Black Girl Songbook exclusively on Spotify. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is popping? We are back. Real ones. Logan Murdoch here. Raja Bell. Raja, I haven't seen your face in like a month, dude. I've I've missed you. When you came on the Zoom, I was really excited. I was so juiced. And you know I'm not juiced to see you when when we we normally get on the Zoom. It's like, yo, what's up, Raja? This time, I was very excited. I was very happy. It's good to see you, bro. It's like a backhanded compliment. I'm going to take it, though. I'm going to take it. You give me all these backhanded compliments. I don't care. Happy belated birthday. Um... For those Thank of you. you, yeah, no doubt. For those of you who can't see, we've got our yachting attire on today. Um, yeah, yeah. We're looking yeah. like Thurston Howell the Third over there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah. It's good to be back, though. I missed you too. I miss Sasha. I missed the whole. I missed the whole vibe. I missed all the real ones. Yeah, yeah. you know how was your how back. was your time off, man? Like you, you got a birthday coming up too. First, we good for your birthday. How, how was it? How was it? How was your little time off? What you? What were you up to? What was going uh, on? Yo, busy. Um, school started since we've been away mm. and I've got four. So just busy, bro. Dropping off, uh, trying to dodge the close contacts with COVID that's still out there. Um, yeah. Then our nights are football season. So I got three boys playing football in three different places, which I didn't oh. think that, I didn't think that one through all the way. So okay. nights get a little hectic, but moving and shaking. Um, and football season's back dog. Like you, yo, listen, yo, I love this NBA shit, but it's football season, bro. We're going to get to the NBA shit. We're going to get to the shits in a second. I just want to say, Raja, I've been locked into NFL stuff, bro. The other day, I was watching 22 minutes of Bill Belichick mic'd up at practice, dog. (laughs) I am ready to roll. I'm ready to go, man. This is not an NFL pod, but I am ready to go for NFL season. Like, what? The propaganda is getting to me right now. I'm watching just like the speeches. I'm, I'm watching my NFL, getting my NFL films back. I'm ready to go. We can't talk too much about NFL just yet. We're not, we're, it's not NFL pod, but I just want to say I'm locked in. I'm ready to roll. 
can I, I'm ready to roll too. Can I tell you what else happened to me? And like, what I, happened? I have been denied verification on two different social media platforms since we've been away. <laughs> right. I, that's a fucking thing. It happens. Right. I mean, Twitter told me thanks, but no thanks. And Instagram didn't even respond to my request for verification. So I'm feeling good about that. Hashtag get Raja verified. Everybody go check that out. Everybody go get Raja verified. Raja, this is something that I know it's serious to you because it's the first time it's really gotten spilled onto the podcast. Behind the scenes for, I'd say like, I wouldn't say the last year, but at least like the last eight, nine months you have been trying to get verified and you do this thing where you act like, oh, I don't really care about this. I don't, I'm not really tripping. I don't care. But then you'll just drop in like, what the fuck? It's usually after you've gotten on a social platform and you're like, what the fuck? I'm not verified. I've done everything to get verified. Where is, where do you lie right here? What yeah. The fuck? Where, where, it is where, a, where do you it lie? It's a very straight, it's a very, it's been a very strange uh, journey for me with, with this because deep down, I guess I do care, but I find it more comical i guess you know because like my or is it sons, a competitive thing is it well, a competitive no, thing because my son you know my sons are little buttheads sometimes right and like they've got friends mm-hmm. that are on like high school football teams that that are like really good football players and every now and again they'll bring me something and put it in my face and i'll be like yo what the hell what the hell am i looking at and they'll just kind of yeah. point to the blue check and they'll just kind of <laughs> giggle and i'm like oh do you mother mother like you know so they find the fun in it and it gets at me a little bit and then i'm like this is fantastic. Like I couldn't, I don't know what I could do to prove that it really is me at this point. Like someone's stolen my identity. I cannot get verified. There's a couple Raja Bell Twitter profiles that are not Raja Bell. It's like, yo, it, it, I've looked at it. Cause I, before you were really on Twitter, I was looking for you on Twitter and it was like, yeah, like just some like generic stuff. Like, look, I'm getting ready for the game tonight. Up to, <laughs> you know, it was just something It was when you were with the Cavs and I'm like, this is not him. This, this is, is not, not him. him. And full disclosure, I'm not a great tweeter anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I mean, it don't matter, I just find it comical. Like, you want to be like, but again, you don't give a fuck. You want it, but you don't give a fuck. It's like, yeah. it's weird. I, I know how you're going through this right now. And I feel like I'm 14 again, Logan. That's We're playing these games again, right? Like, I'm, Do you hate yourself that you care as much as I you do? I do. I do so much. <laughs> so much. But I, <laughs> You're looking in the mirror like, why do I care so much? This is so stupid. This is very stupid. But then you go look, like when you go to tweet, you're like, I'm not verified. I'm not verified. Yeah, lightweight, you get on the lightweight. Group chat. I tell you myself, I'm not. You, you hit up me, Joe, me, and Sasha. I'm not opening Twitter today. I'm not going to open Twitter today. At 9.30 a.m., I'm peeking at Twitter. God! Don't. <laughs> Hashtag get rather verified. <laughs> Speaking to somebody who probably shouldn't be on Twitter, Ben Simmons. Hey, yo. Really the Excellent only, let's segment. be real. No rust in your game, by the way. I'm ready no to roll, rust man. in your game. Listen. Ben Simmons is quite frankly the only story that matters in the NBA at this point. As we are recording this, this he's in basketball limbo right now because he is in the rare place where he wants to leave, the team wants him to leave, but a deal has not been done and it doesn't look like it'll be done anytime soon. It just everybody seems to be at a standstill unless somebody makes some concessions. And I know this started off with uh, reports um, that Daryl Morey uh, was just trying to get the kitchen sink for Ben Simmons. And a lot of teams, including the Golden State Warriors, were like, no, no, not at this. No, no, not for Ben Simmons. Not going to do it. Not going to not going to give you hella picks. Not going to give you everything that you asked for. Right. No, it's not going to happen. And 
for me at least, Simmons is in this place where it's like the last image we saw of him wasn't a good image. It wasn't a good, um, wasn't a good going out for him in Philly. You know, he the free throws, the down the stretch play, everything you can think of just didn't work out. It just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And his coach said, I don't know if he's going to be back next season. Doc Rivers said, I don't know. I don't know. That's well. And he's in this situation where it's like, I don't know if he's going to make a complete difference on another team, but also he has so much potential to where you don't necessarily want to give up a Ben Simmons. So I don't know where, where, where do you fall on this? Would you trade the kitchen sink for Ben Simmons or are you, are you, where do you feel on this? No, I I wouldn't trade the kitchen sink only because I, I don't have to right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just jump up there and, and you know, he's been devalued to a point where I don't have to give up the kitchen sink to get him. I'm going to get him eventually um, with a less than kitchen sink offer because Philly's got to move him. Uh, Philly knows that. Does Philly I, have to move him? Does Philly yeah, have to yeah, move him? You don't want that. You don't want that I know there's, there's a report that he is supposed to, that he's supposed to hold out a training camp. You don't want that distraction, Logan. I, I'm of the mindset and in the camp of, Ben Simmons is a really, really, really good basketball player. I I know what the 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 last time we saw Ben Simmons looked like and the feeling that we were left with because of that. Having said that, I know that he's a really good basketball player. We just have to figure out, um, you know, how to how the pieces fit around him, and not unlike a lot of players in the NBA. So, you know, having having said that, um, Philadelphia does not need that distraction looming over this season. Like they're in a window of opportunity now that they can't have that Ben Simmons trade me. uh, We don't want to trade you type of situation. They're going to have to move him. And for that reason, this was a long way to get to the the final answers. I'm not trading the kitchen sink for him because I don't think I need to. I'm trying to figure out with Ben Simmons as a basketball player. Is he Magic Johnson or is he Lamar Odom? And there's no disrespect either way because both obviously – Magic is a Hall of Famer and Lamar is a very good player. But what I mean by that is, is is he going to be an all-time superstar or is he going to be an overqualified role player when it's all said and done? Because he has the tools to be a great basketball player, but the jump shot just isn't, is it just like not a fit with the jump shot? Or is it, I I just have so many questions around him. Do I know if he's going to um, be a great compliment to a great team or is he going to lead a great team? I don't have that answer right now. And so when that's the indecision that you have, because you have other teams that are, they're asking for superstar players in return, like bona fide superstar players. We'll get to this in the teams in a second, but I'm not, want to trade Ben Simmons for Dame Lillard. Like, I don't want them on another team. I don't want to get Ben Simmons if we're going to trade for trade Dame Lillard going out. I just don't want to – I don't know if that's the – that's how confusing it is. But then if if Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, then he's a superstar. Or then he makes these little critiques in his game. He's a superstar. But it's just so uncertain right now, so I don't get a gauge on what kind of player he is. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um I would say that he's probably in between the two examples you gave. I don't. I don't know that. He, I don't think he's going to be Magic Johnson. I don't. I don't think that his mental makeup is that. I've said that before. Uh, but I don't. I don't know that he's Lamar Odom either. And Lamar Odom was a hell of an NBA player. I, I think Ben Simmons can fall somewhere, you know, in between those two. Um, Saying you're Lamar Odom is not a diss if you've watched what? Lamar Odom play. <laughs> I would love to say I was Lamar Odom. Like you know what I mean as a player. <laughs> yeah. As a player. Yeah. Uh, 
but but yeah, I think Ben Simmons could fall somewhere in between those two. And I'm with you in that you don't want to, if you're a team, you're not trying to trade a superstar or a star on your team for Ben Simmons. Um, I would just say this. If you're in a situation where you have multiple stars, and I'm not saying any team names, but if you have multiple stars, you choose the one that you really want to build around. And if it hasn't worked with the two stars you have, you might not feel as bad giving up one of them to get Ben Simmons, if that makes sense. But star for star, thinking he's going to be the alpha on the team and lead it, I don't know that I'm ready to go there yet. I'm with you. So now he just turned 25 this year. Uh, in July, he turned 25. Is that the age where it has to be figured out, or is that the age where you still got a couple more years of leeway to figure it out? He's still on his rookie extension. How do you feel about that, of, about his trajectory on that level? Because... Let's be frank. He's been needing a jump shot for what? Since he got in the league, since before then. We've known this. We've known that he's needed to improve his games in these ways, and it hasn't worked out just yet. And that just speaks to how good he is because he hasn't had a jump shot, and he's still Ben Simmons and still a great player. Does he need to figure this out at 25, or does he is, is he still have more time to do this? Is he, is he not a lost cause in that way? In fairness to Ben Simmons, he's only played four full seasons in the NBA. I mean, the fifth would have been a year that he sat out because he was injured, right? Like his rookie, mm -hmm. rookie year. It's still very early on his trajectory. So it's just not a make or break year. He does not have to definitively have it figured out this year. But I think you want to start to see him, and I, I've said this about him before, you want to see his approach to shooting jump shots start to change. And I, what I mean by that is, when you first start getting comfortable shooting jumpers, when you're a non-jump shot shooting player, I'm not expecting if I'm in your camp or I'm on the team to see the success rate of those shots be, you know, comparable to good NBA jump shooters. It's just not realistic. But I want to see your approach, the comfortable, uh, getting comfortable shooting them, looking for them, seeking opportunities to shoot, not being bashful when they present themselves. Um, as that starts to change, I do believe your success rate can start to change, you know, as you continue to build out your jump shot. So you have to start to see the steps being taken by by him and whoever is doing his, you know, individual work in the summers start to pay dividends in 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 looking for the opportunities to to become more of a perimeter-based player. I think everything else is is there, Logan. I think he's a phenomenal playmaker. He's a phenomenal defender. He's a he's what is he, six eight, six nine? Um I mean, there's a lot of stuff to work with there. You just, it's not make or break, but you have to start seeing him get more and more comfortable doing some of the things so that you you believe it's there in the future. Yeah, I, I, I want to, let's look at this. I want to look at this from a team perspective, a team and negotiating perspective. Now we have on one side, we have Daryl Morey. Um, and on another side, we have Rich Paul, right? Um, and I think in the beginning stages of this, it was Daryl Morey that took the, the, the lead on the headlines with, you know, the reported deals and trying to ask for the moon, which honestly, I don't feel bad about it. Me and you have both been in negotiations. You, you ask for the moon in the first one, you ask for something stupid in the first, the first offer. That's what you do. It's just what it is. It just got leaked. Um, and so then you have Rich Paul who is kind of taking center stage now, um, with Ben Simmons, with the holdout from a player's perspective. Um, how is, You've worked with Rich Paul. How is he suited for this type of situation 
versus and how is he suitable for this situation? How is he not suitable for this situation? If if they if he is unsuitable at all, because I think personally, if you've seen this play out, um, you know preseason guys like a Tristan Thompson and other guys. Rich Paul gets his guys, the people that he wants paid, paid, or he gets that figured out, You see, especially with his star upper echelon players. I'm talking about those, the Anthony Davises, the, uh, the, the high-level big money guys. Yeah. He gets that done. Is this something that he's suitable, not suitable, but is this, is this his bag? Is this what he does? Is this going to work out because Rich Paul is on the side? Or how do you feel his role is in this uh, negotiation right now? Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting question. So when I, I mean, I know Rich Paul. I, I, I never, when I was with the Cavs and working with, with David Griffin, I never really had to deal with Rich Paul on, on that level. So, you know, I'm not on the phone with Rich Paul working out negotiating points and so on and so forth. Like, that's not what I'm doing. So I can only speak from kind of the outside looking at, at, at Rich Paul. Number one, I think he's, you know, very, very good. Um, at handling his upper echelon players. Like I think since we've been gone, there have been some people who've had some issues with 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 some of his advice if you're not one of those top guys, right? Like Nerlens Noel. And that's been a criti- that's been a that's been a criticism of Chris Paul. Uh, not Chris Paul, sorry. Excuse me, Chris Paul. That's been a criticism of Rich Paul of that he just goes to his top level guys. But I would like to say a caveat because you you know this as a player. This isn't just a Rich Paul thing. Most agents really just look out look out by and large for their top level guys that make them the most money. Well, I chose my agent um to to your point. I chose my agent um who was not a major power player in the NBA because when I could when I needed something, I called Herb and Herb was on the phone. And and not Herb's assistant and not, you know, Herb's runner, Herb. And we knocked it out and we ironed it out like that. It could be two or three times a day because his stable of players wasn't large enough to distract him like that. So but yeah. I felt as a player, I needed that. I needed that hands-on approach. And I left her midway through and and got enticed to go with someone over to uh, Bill Duffy's agency. And no shot at Bill. I think Bill's a great dude, man. I have a great relationship with Bill Duffy. He, he represented Steve Nash at the time, LB and all those guys. But I had very little, very little conversation with Bill Duffy. And it was his company. You know what I'm saying? So like, I went back to my agent because I liked that style. I liked more of the mom and pop. So I'm not trying to throw any shade at Rich Paul. And But you have to know what guy is right for you. All right? So having said all of that, um, I think Rich Paul having having the league almost cornered in terms of some of its marquee names and some of its talent um, is positioned well to handle something like this. Because, I mean, this this, you know, the NBA world is no different than the regular world. You know, if you have enough juice behind you, if you have enough leverage in other situations, like you, you can move the ball, you know, in the direction you need it moved at times. And that's not to say that anything, you know, is going on under the table or anything like that. But you have people in your stable of players that are desirable uh, marquee names. That's going to help you when it comes time to making, making, you know, having an earth move. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think with Rich Paul, he's polarizing in a way that's very interesting. Right, because what he does is no different than what David Falk was doing in the nineties. Right, it's no different than what Scott Boris does in the major leagues. You know, there's a lot of people that hate both Dave, David Falk and Scott Boris, and are annoyed by when they do similar tactics towards players. But so I say, I have to say, all of this looks like 
um, you know, it's polarizing and things like that. But to me, at least, it just seems like a normal negotiation. Does this seem like a normal thing for you, or does it's or it just seem, or is this out of the ordinary for you with a star player? No, I mean, let's throw another name out: Drew Rosenhaus in NF in the NFL. Like when you have enough yeah. people, yeah, it's not. No, this is normal. What what would not be normal about this? I don't know. I don't understand if anyone. I think it's just that Rich Paul and similar to Drew Rosenhaus. And they just are polarizing figures in themselves, and they usually stick their face out a lot more than a Scott Boris or a Drew Rosenhaus, or not Drew Rosen, or or a um, David or Falk. David Falk. Right. David Falk. They just, I just think that they 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 become part of the story more than those other guys. They're but more I think personalities. That they do the yeah, they exactly. are exactly. They're more personalities. Like Rich Paul, Drew Rosenhaus are more personalities. They they are. You know, they're they're outside like you like to say it too, right? They ain't just yes. sitting behind a desk. Them boys are they're getting it in. And, Rich Paul's and, out here with Adele. Rich Paul's Adele, out here with right. Adele court courtside. Like whatever. And I like listen, for for whatever it's worth, man, you're a young brother that was from most people's accounts hustling, like selling stuff out of your trunk, um, you know, trying to trying to get some footing in in, in the business world. And you're out here representing like whatever percentage of the of the heavyweights in the NBA right now, bro, do your thing. I got no beef. Also, I would feel myself too. That what? Like I have, hey, bro. I if I was if Rich Paul, can, I might be more flashy because, like, yes, Rich Paul ain't real. It's very understated. I would be a lot more just if I did if I had to accomplish Rich Paul. But and you know, I'll, hey, you 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 are only um, you know, as powerful as the leverage that you have. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it be the like key has the right, you know, to to or or the ability, I should say, to go into these places and and ask for certain things. Like he was able to manipulate the 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 Anthony Davis deal and get and get him to where he wants. Like if you've got that kind of leverage, that's what you're supposed to do. That's so why, why people do those hire people get you. vilified though? Tell me why did not why do people like like a Drew Rosenhaus or a Rich Paul or like or those people that are outwardly get vilified in that way? Because they're usually, I mean, not usually, but sometimes, I guess it depends. I should figure out my words better before I should start vomiting at the mouth. Um, in some instances, you know, that person's job is in contradiction to your fandom. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all good when when LeBron's coming to the Lakers. Do you know what I mean? But if Rich Paul should want LeBron to leave the Lakers and LeBron wants to leave the Lakers, then Rich Paul is vilified. Like, you know, most people are fans of at least old school, you know, diehard fans or fans of the team, not necessarily the player. And I do think there's something culturally, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, I find it very interesting that a fan, you know, um, in most cases can take the side of, of like ownership and, and team and, and, you know, when they're billionaires and, and then point the finger at a millionaire and say, like, he's coddled, he's spoiled, he shouldn't what's want wild to move. Is, the, you know? What's wild but, is, like, four years ago, like, or whatever, how long ago, like, you're more relatable than these owners to them, honestly, if you want to keep it a buck. Like, you just got this bread. You're yeah, not... Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm... <laughs> hey, wait. Hey, we just came up. But, but I understand it. You're fans of the team. And that's why these guys get vilified because they are taking an asset away from the team. And in some instances, like in Rich Paul's case, when you're dealing with guys of that magnitude and that level, um, 
that team usually falls into some sort of rebuild mode when you move one of those pieces because they're that, you know, substantial a player. And so I could see why fans would 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 feel that kind of way. But it shouldn't be personal, you know, animosity. That business is business. Like you could you can hate what happened to your team, but Rich Paul is is really, really good at his job. Like I'm celebrating that. Yeah, for sure. John Gonzalez, you guys should read this, um, had a great story about Ben Simmons, and the title of it reads, Ben Simmons never pandered to Philly, and maybe that was his biggest sin. And his, his he's, uh, John Gonzalez, I believe, is from the Philly area, and he, it was an interesting point about the fan base with Ben Simmons, right, where Philly fans just want to be loved, and they want you just to love them. If you just say the right thing, if you just... If you just give all yourself to Philly fans, they will love you is basically his 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 stance. And all the things that Philly fans dis, uh, criticize Ben Simmons for, Ben Simmons have cop to, right? Like, yo, I should have done better. I should have done a better job. But he didn't do it in the grandioso, emotional way that Philly fans love. Do you see – is there a way you have to treat certain Philly fans? And by extension, if you don't do it that way, will they throw you out? And will you get a scenario with Ben Simmons where it seems like they love Embiid more than they love Simmons because he never embraced the Philly fandom in the way that they wanted him to? I'll start in the middle there. Um, Philly fans will definitely turn their back on you. There's no question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the easy one, right? Let's start there. Yes, they will turn their back on you. Um, They will also embrace you for not being an all-star. I mean, they embraced me for a period of time there, and I was, I don't know, averaging two points a game, playing eight minutes a game. Like So they've got to see something in you or in the way you play that – maybe reminds themselves of the town of the of the of the area that is a a very hard working blue collar lunch pail type of city do you know what i mean like it, it they they get down for theirs and, and so is there like an inferiority complex there too ma- maybe a little bit like, it's an underdog okay. it's rocky it's not inferiority it's rocky like it's it's it, it, mm. they, it's the steps bro it's it's you know it's um it's the true underdog story sometimes but Ben Simmons were first of all, Ben Simmons was number was his number one pick. He was the number one yeah. pick. Joel Embiid was the number one pick. There was only going to be room. I don't know how many scenarios you've seen where you've had two number one picks that close together and they both wind up being the stars of your team. It doesn't work out like that. Usually there's an alpha. You know what I mean? And so it it was really they were gonna have to pick between one of those two the whole time, at least in my opinion. Um that's what I had been saying. So What happens to Ben Simmons with the Philadelphia fans, it's not about production. You know, his numbers are like 16 a game, eight and eight. Like, that's not bad production. Like, he's been productive. It's about if they sense fear. Because underdogs don't really show fear, right? You wear, like, you're like a caged animal. Yeah, right. You have it, but you don't show it. Like, you get after it. And so when Ben Simmons was reluctant to shoot those shots... And it, it was, we talked about that. He looked he looked like there was something going, it looked like there was something going on with him and he didn't want to shoot. That is what the Philly fan holds on to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you didn't come out swinging like, like Rocky did. Like you didn't come out just clawing and biting and I scrapping. I knew as soon, and, you could see that in the end of the last game that he played. Like we don't care, not we, because I'm not from Philly, but 
Philly fans, I'd imagine, don't care if you go if you go one for 26. They care that you took 26 shots. That's it. They want you to go down swinging, go down like with your heart on your sleeve. And if I'm being fair to them, like I try to be fair to Ben Simmons, he didn't do that. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. I'm not saying he played. He poorly. didn't cry like Embiid did, but he didn't cry like Embiid did. He didn't. It didn't show that he cared. Not show that he cared because I, I I don't know man I, I everybody are different shit. everyone are I people are that. different yeah I'm not into that everybody everybody wears the end of a game scenario differently man and you know I've said before I like Embiid does a lot for me like some of that's for some of that's for the effect you know so like I'm the guy that's like yo man like I don't want to see that shit you know I don't I don't I don't need that I do respect how hard you played so I'm not getting into that but Embiid was doing what Embiid could do. To, yeah. to win that. Like everything he had in his bag, he exhausted it trying to get that done. And I don't think that Philly fans would say that, that that Ben Simmons did that. And that's where the, that's where he lost those fans. Mm. Okay. Let's take a quick break. And I'm going to do something that I always love to do, Raja. You know what that is? No, what are we doing? We're being messy as fuck. Oh, good to be back. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. And we are back. All right, we're still talking about Ben Simmons. And what I do want to talk about is I want to get messy. I want to talk about potential teams that he could go to or that teams that are interested in him or teams that maybe not be interested in him that we want him to go on. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. It's, 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 it's getting real loony out here during the, uh, during the summer months, guys, during the <laughs> fall months. It's, it's, it's the dog days. Um, an intriguing team. Hmm. The Sacramento Kings. How do you feel about the Sacramento Kings? They're thinking about. Um, there's been reports that you know the, if they do make this trade, it would mean that they have to pe- to piece out with uh, with either Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox. Would you do that deal, GM yeah. Raja? Yes, yes, yes. You do the deal. I mean, what the Kings. The, what? The, the Kings are trying to hold up. They like their nucleus right now. They do like. They love Tyrese Halliburton. They De'Aaron Fox just signed a deal. I have no beef with Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox. I just. I mean, where'd the Kings finish in the standings this year, Logan? We're doing this off the top. So what were they? The 10th? The fact, the fact that we don't know means that they don't matter. That's what I'm saying. So you're looking for what I'm looking for in Sacramento is 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 juice, conversations, you know, like media spotlight. I think Ben Simmons brings that to you on on top of being a damn good player. Again, I will reiterate 16, 8, and 8 in a situation where the ball was not his, where he's Mm. playing off of Joel Embiid. So you put him in another situation, put the ball in his hands, let him rock. Yes, the answer is yes, Sacramento. But what about my, okay, caveat to Sacramento, just if you take away, because Buddy Hield is not happy there. He wants to get traded, almost got traded to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Um, If you trade, if you trade De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, you have to get shooting around him. Do you think that, 
And I don't see shooting on that roster like that. So if you see, what do you do if you just put the ball in his hands and there's no spacing? Without De'Aaron, without, without, a, without a Tyrese Halliburton, what do we do? Like, there's no spacing. I get it for name recognition. Can we agree that the spacing wasn't great in Philly as well? We can agree to that? We can't agree with that. We can okay. agree with that, yes. Okay, right. so here's what we get. We get a 16-8-8 guy with the same like non-ideal spacing that he had in Philadelphia and way more opportunities with the ball in his hands. So mm-hmm. let's just fractionally bump his numbers up, right? Let's say he yeah. goes, no, tw- like 20, 9, and 9. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Like, that's what I, you know what I'm like, I, I get all the shade on Ben Simmons. I just need people to understand, like, you don't just fall out of bed and average 16, eight and eight in the NBA while you're, okay. while you're watching Joel Embiid, like that's okay. really, really good. Okay. All right. So Kings, you'd, you'd go, if you're GM of the I Kings, would. you're I like, would. I'm going to do this. We need some, we need some buzz, Logan. I'm not saying that he's, you know, I'm not, it's no and, shade and you know, to Tyrese. The, and, we need some buzz. Is, this is also no shade to the Kings, but they're one of those teams that like it's similar to you know when they traded for Chris Webber, right? They 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 were a team then while like we're cool, they were in Sacramento. They need and they Sacramento's a team that wants to be a part of the conversation all the time, and yep. sometimes that means it's not good conversation coming out of Sacramento, but it's conversation nonetheless, right? No matter yeah. what, the Kings are a relevant team in the league. They always seem to be. Even though they don't go, to, they haven't gone to the postseason since I was in high school, or not even high school, since I was in like middle school. But um, <laughs> they want to be relevant, and they they figure that. So you know, Ben Simmons is a, because of the city and the, the, all the stuff. They can't just get stars like that. So right. I get it. Um, all right, another team. Would you do the, if you were the San Antonio Spurs? Would mm. you do this? Would you do this deal? Mm. What am I giving up in San Antonio? Uh, I'd say you give up maybe, um, would you give up DeJounte Murray, Derek White? Would you move on for that for Ben Simmons? Mm. 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 Yes. Here's, here's my, here's my philosophy on San Antonio. I don't know. This is a really tough one. So I'm like 51, 49. I'm this tough. You like San, it's like, I like, I feel like you would I think one of the things that you didn't play for San Antonio, but you wanted to, you would have loved to pay for that team. You feel like a like a distant cousin. It seems like you feel like a distant cousin to San Antonio. So that's a good way to describe that. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, San Antonio is the type of place. Here's here's the question I would have though: How much does Pop have left in the tank? Mm-hmm. Not 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 how many you know years is he going to kind of hang on and want to do it? I mean, is Pop? like down there in the trenches like he used to be hands-on every day. Does he have that energy left in him to do what I've seen him do with a lot of players, which is take take this piece of clay that everyone knows has all this potential and just keep shaping it and molding it and helping it and 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 nurturing it and giving it the tough love that it needs to eventually become like a Kawhi Leonard. And I, I don't I'm, I want to make sure everyone knows that Kawhi Leonard did all of that work. But yeah. I think it's fair like at least in years past to say that the the player development in San Antonio and the stability there has helped a lot of players reach really really high um you know goals in the NBA along with championships so i i trust in San Antonio if pop is in the trenches and still down to do it so i think it would be a great fit for ben now from San Antonio's standpoint i like DeJounte Murray i think he's i think he's really really good um i don't is he know how- than Ben Simmons no. 
He's not. I mean, what? To, to your point, though, what I did feel like you you um, you alluded to is pop the pop conundrum. Um, pop is the the best coach in the league, right? He just is. He's the best coach in the league. He's the, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But there have been rumors just circulating around the league all the time every year that he's going to retire or that he's might be his last year. I'm, I'm sure you've heard that too, Raza. Just like you have a lot of people that you know within that organization. Um, but like, that's just always a thing. Like, is Pop going to retire this year? It's not like 15 years ago where it's like, oh, Pop's here. Pop's just going to be here. Right. It's like, we, we just don't know right now. And it takes a lot of energy to develop players. And one, it takes hard work from the player side, but also it needs, you have to have a good teacher. And we don't know how long that good teacher is going to be there in San Antonio. So I would be a little hesitant to send him to San Antonio. That's fair. Just for that reason. Um, A few more. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Hmm. The T-Wolves, huh? The T-Wolves. No, no. No. I like Anthony Edwards. I love Anthony Edwards, yeah. but you would trade. You would so you would probably trade D'Angelo Russell um, to go. I would hate this for the for the the Sixers would hate it. Would hate okay. that move if on the Sixers side to get to take back D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons. That would just wouldn't make sense. But now, um, what I would say though is Ben Simmons, Anthony Edwards, and and Carl Anthony Towns. Well, when you first posed it, you didn't tell me it was for D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> 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 you didn't say that. Trade um, D'Angelo Russell and you get Anthony Edwards, who I love. Anthony Edwards, a buy like I don't know if the stock has risen already, but I I got stock in, in, in Anthony Edwards. Me too. I love but, him. So I'm gonna say this. I'm with you one thousand percent that if it's D'Angelo Russell and a couple pieces around the fringes for Ben Simmons, it's a yes. It's not even a question yeah. for me, right? But what I really want to be careful of is not stunting Anthony Edwards' growth. I don't want that mm. to happen. Um, so, you know, if I'm bringing in Ben Simmons, I'm bringing in Ben Simmons if I'm a team to put the ball in his hands and see if he can Magic Johnson it. You know, like I, I need to see if you can point forward this because, I mean, we we know what it looks like when he's when he's asked to kind of play off the ball. So I want him on the ball. And I, and I'm not saying that can't work, but I, I want to make sure that I don't stun Anthony Edwards' growth. Fair point. That's a fair point. Um, all right, now let's get to the messy ass shit. The the these are these are teams that are rumored and that it's just always on the t- on the docket. Let's go with the Portland Trail Blazers. Let's get it. We already alluded to it. Would you, ch- if you're the Portland Trail Blazers, would you trade Dame to get Ben Simmons? No, no, no. I trade CJ McCollum. Okay, yeah, CJ McCollum and get all those and get all those because. For years, the Portland Trailblazers have wanted and needed a guy similar to Bill Ben Simmons, not yeah. Bill Simmons' skill, not Bill Simmons' skill set. No, no, Ben Simmons' <laughs> skill set. Um, but to get a guy like Ben Simmons who can facilitate, can facilitate, run the offense, can 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 do, can just have the ball in his hands and take the pressure off of Dame Lillard. They've needed that, and they haven't had it. That would be a great move, but I don't. I don't know if that'll happen. I just don't. I don't think that'll happen because you're talking about two teams that want to be in the mix. If you trade um, on the Sixers side, if you trade for CJ McCollum, does that put you in championship contention? No. Does that is that an upgrade from Ben Simmons? Not necessarily. It would have to get to a point, in my opinion, that Dan Lillard is just like, I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to do this. Trade me. I, I don't want to do this. We got to just start from scratch, and then. 
then you could trade him to the Sixers. Well, well, if Dame, if Dame said that, then yes, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll take. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Dame doesn't want to be here. Like, I don't have the investment from from Dame. Um, um, I do think that CJ McCollum's a better fit on the Sixers than than Ben Simmons, though. I, I think I don't. I can't guarantee you you're winning a championship with that. Like, I won't do that. The, the, the NBA is pretty loaded right now with, with really powerful teams, but he's going to help that team. That's a shot maker, shot creator, floor spacer, um, can get his own shot. There are a lot of things there that really complement what, what Joel Embiid does. And I'm with you in Portland having needed a wing that not only can go out there and 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 create offense and do things on that end of the court, but just to guard some of the premier wings, you know, in the NBA. That's been lacking for a while. So... I mean, I wouldn't do you it. You would for, do it under a special circumstance. It's only yeah, like if, if if Dame is like, I don't want to be here. You guys figure that shit out, okay? Yeah, and and honestly, I mean, I know this is a dirty business, but the Blazers would owe him that. The Blazers would owe him that. Like, if he says I want to leave, then they would owe it to him to like have him a suitable position, especially if they've tried exhausted all options in their minds. And Dame is just like, bro, I've given the city so much. It's time for me to win a title. I can see that happening. See that. Yeah, yeah. All right, last one. The Golden State Warriors. Would you do that deal? Give up Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and some draft picks. Yes. For Damian Lill- I mean for uh for Ben Simmons. You do it right now. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. And pair him. What about the what about the pairing with Draymond Green? Do you care about that? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. But man, when that is a lot of basketball. I have some good playing basketball players right there, man. That's a terrible sentence. That's a lot of really good playing basketball players. They're going to figure that out. Uh, yeah, They're going to figure I, that out, man. The thing is, though, with the Warriors is, now if they traded for Ben Simmons, right, I've seen, like, they've they've obviously made it work with superstar players. I don't know, in hindsight, I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they put like KD and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson all together. And it just worked out like all these ball dominant players. Just it, they just figured out this fell in line. Yeah. And my, my thing would be though, is if you have Draymond and Ben Simmons on the same, on the court at the same time, that's two dudes who just don't shoot. Right. And may, you're, you know more about basketball than me. So maybe you could see a remedy in that, but there's two guys that just are offensively flawed. Right. Do you think that that could work? Anyway, I, I have a theory of how it could work, but I would love to hear. I would want to talk to the basketball guy about this. Okay, well, I watched Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. I mean, gee, yeah, figure out how to play this year, which was coming into the year. I was like, "There's no, there's no way. Like, they just don't have enough." And Steph Curry might have had his best year. I mean, he just. I mean, he he was playing incredibly, and they completely. Um, changed what they were doing offensively to accommodate for the pieces they they had or didn't have, right? Like they they just flipped the script, played another style. We're just going to run Steph off of, you know, this is what we're going to do. I think you can get away with playing those two together. I'm not saying that they have to play all of their minutes together and always have a lineup on the floor where, you know, you have two non-shooters. But in in, in any situation where one of them has the ball and they're initiating kind of offense or or, you know, getting into some kind of DHO stuff or you have people flying off of them. Um, their defenders are accountable for the help on Steph or Clay or whatever other shooter is coming flying off of that. 
Mm-hmm. That presents a lot of opportunities behind the defense. If they don't honor the shooter, like I don't have to be a great shooter if I'm slipping behind it as Ben Simmons and Draymond's got the ball or as Draymond and Ben Simmons has the ball. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you can't be, run a stagnant ass offense with all of them just standing around and having their men in hell. And they wouldn't do that. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't do, that. do that. That's why I think Golden State, not everyone could get away with that, but I think Golden State would be fine. Yeah, man. I mean, also there were, you know, there were sets last year, and I know this was a different team, but there were sets last year where they had Draymond and Juan Toscano Anderson on the same on the on the court at the Absolutely. same time. Right. And I'm not and we bro, we you know how we both feel about Draymond and Juan Toscano Anderson. We're not they're not they're not they're offensively flawed as well. They just are, especially for that time, right? And they know their roles. And I'm saying all to say it worked. You know, it worked. You know, you get you get them in the open court, pass the fucking ball to Steph. All right. Hey. That's really what the offense is, and it's always been that. Trust me. It will work. Trust me. Do it. it do it. Fucking do it. Do it. It'll work. My, it my thing is this though. Let's talk about the other side of this, which is James Wiseman. Who who I I don't know how you feel about James Wiseman. I think James Wiseman is gonna be a really good player. I really do. I really think he's he's just showed me certain things. And you know this with rookies, right? It's not about the stats on the rookies most times. It's about just the it's about the flickers that you see out of a rookie, right? Where you yep. see certain things where you're like, oh shit, if they do this, they're gonna I, I a perfect example of that is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram did not have a great rookie season um with the Lakers. He but they showed flashes of where there would be games where he would get like 19 points and he would just do things that just guys just don't do. And you have to look at those moments of potential and see these in rookies and I saw that in, in James Wiseman. Now, was it enough for them to keep him? And because they need to, they want a championship this season. They're not talking about next season or the year after that. It's this season, right? Do you do you care about like the full on potential of, of 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 a James Wiseman in this scenario where you could like, what if he's a Hall of Fame big? Um, I would defer to you on his moments, just because, admittedly, I I wasn't tuned in. I don't, I don't know his game enough to, to whatever, uh, uh, say definitively that I saw a bunch of moments. I can't say that. Um, what I guess what I would say is I didn't do a good job on the last question because if I were Philly, I probably wouldn't want James Wiseman, right? Like in that deal, I was thinking from golden States perspective in that deal, but let's go back to your question. You just asked. I wouldn't give up James Wiseman either. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take on him because like stunning growth, you would stun his growth. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've drawn Embiid. What am I going to do with that? But, um, if I'm golden state, let's go back to give up Andrew. Let's say like you give up Andrew Wiggins because you have to do that because of the contract. Um, like Jordan Poole, who I love Jordan Poole. Um, they already, they already dealt Pascal. I'm trying to think of guys that would, would be in that deal, but that are like, Guys, I don't know. I'm giving up all of that. But even in the, even let's say, would you give up Draymond? Would you give up Draymond? Let's no, get I'm messy. Not, I don't think, no, I don't, I'm not I don't think that there's, I'm not giving okay. up Draymond. Because Draymond, I'm thinking about how Draymond would fit in Philly. And I think I, w- I would love that. Just him with throwing lobs and bead from a Philly perspective. I'd be like, yeah, this, I, I would take Draymond in this stage of his Yes, career. from a Philly perspective, yes. Um, from a from a Golden State, no. I think Draymond just works. He's, and he's, you've got history, man. Like he, he knows the ins and outs of that. But, I do think you, I do think you asked an interesting question. Like, say Embiid was not in Philly, and you were talking about sending Wiseman away and bringing in a Ben Simmons, and would I be concerned about Wiseman's ability to to be a Hall of Famer? Well, I would have 
again, Ben Simmons is only 25. Yeah. And has only played four full years in the NBA. So at that point, I'm saying that I believe Ben Simmons has real juice, you know, and NBA uh, upside still left in him. And I think maybe not Hall of Fame, maybe, I don't know. But that's that would be, I'd probably still do it. Um, and and because I, I just think Ben Simmons is going to be okay. I'd be curious about um, a place like, I'd be curious about a place like uh, Portland and Golden State because we just had the conversation. I just I brought up the point earlier about Ben Simmons either being like the Lamar Odom type or the Magic Johnson type, right? If he goes to Golden State, he's not going to get a whole bunch of shots like that. He's not. It's, it'll probably be veering towards the Lamar Odom role where he's like, I'm getting a lot of rebounds. I'm You, ca- you can see my impact on the floor, but it's not going to be in points. You're right. not going to ask me to score and be just have these sexy ass stat lines. It's going to be more of I'm going to get Steph involved. I'm going to get mine when I can, but I'm going to get it's it's to make the or the offense is great. Well, I mean, is Draymond Green considered one of your top five players at the position he plays right now? Draymond, yeah. Uh, I would say defenders, not position. Top five defenders nope. for sure in the league, definitely. Top but like five that's. Defenders? That's not right. a position, though. But uh, all right, yeah, it's a probably a poor way to put that. But Draymond is one of the better players in the NBA. We'd agree, right? He don't get a lot of points in that offense. He facilitates so, uh, and he defends. So I think Ben Simmons' defense would would be highlighted more. His ability to defend sometimes that happens. Like I was a good defender in the NBA. You know when I got highlighted as a good defender when you played Kobe Bryant and when I went to a uh, a relatively poor defensive team and we played mm. a lot uh, you know bigger games you know I was on a bigger stage yeah. like I played and so uh, you know I think Ben Simmons would stand out in that regard he'd be around you know Draymond and, and Clay and 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 I think offensively Logan he would take strides because culturally there they put a lot of stock in shooting the ball in you know figuring out how to mask a weakness, if that makes sense, and play around that um, and highlight and accentuate all the good that you do. And I think, you know, he's, again, 25. He's still got stuff to learn. I think it's a really good environment, not unlike San Antonio, where, yeah. you, you know, I said it when Andrew Wiggins went there. He's going to be fine. He'll be good. He'll be good because he's going to learn. Like, he'll he'll pick things up there. It's a great place to be. Sure. Um, one other thing. The defensive, defensive strides would be great also with him at – Ben Simmons as a defender in Golden State would be great. Uh, one last one, just to be like, just to—it's not going to happen, but just to just to be messy. Fuck it, the Lakers. Would you do it if you were the Lakers and had a chance to get Ben Simmons? No, that's just a grand no. No, no, I don't. No, um, no, because you're gonna play, you're gonna play ISO ball. That's what you do. Yeah. And in that in that space, I need a bunch of shooters around me. Thing is, though, LeBron and LeBron led teams. They they're great. Sometimes with LeBron and those teams, it just feels like they're just getting a whole bunch of good dudes, and we're just gonna figure out. Just give me a whole bunch of ingredients. Let's just give me a whole bunch of stuff. I don't think it's gonna fit, but it seems all right. Whatever. Let's just just bring it in. Let's just figure yeah. it out. That would be one of those moves. It's like I don't know if you're gonna be we're gonna fit, but we'll, let's fucking well, see. 
That's true because I said that, and then you know you brought in Russell Westbrook, who you're going to play ISO ball, and he doesn't fit the mold of a of a of a. But I would say this about Russell Westbrook: while we talk, I'm about, all in. On, I'm all in. I don't know if we talked about. This. I'm all in on Russ on the Lakers. I'm all in. <laughs> you already know where I stand on that, bro. You already yes. know. You ain't got to ask me. All um, in, baby. We you're talking about uh, what was that? Fifteen, eight, and eight. I said or sixteen, eight, and eight for uh, yes. for. I mean, Russ last year was, I mean, let's see it, 11, 12, 10, and 22. So you're even better than, than like, at if we have to go ISO ball, Russ is going to be a better version of that. So I, no, no to Ben Simmons, like, keep it, keep it where it's at. This episode is brought to you by Grand Marnier. Forget the ordinary margarita. It's time you added a little finesse to your cocktail game. Enter Grand Marnier. Inspired by French style and sophistication, Grand Marnier blends smooth cognac with bold orange liqueur. A grand encounter fit for champions. Follow Grand Marnier USA on Instagram to learn more. Drink with style. Drink responsibly. Grand Marnier liqueur, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2023, Campari, America, New York, New York. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. All right. Before we get out of here, just some notes I want to get your opinion on. Um, You got LaMarcus Aldridge is coming back. That's on the docket. I... No, I just, I mean, I hope that he feels, like, that's just scary to me. And, you know, I hope the doctors have done their due diligence. Like I hope so, too. But I'm saying dope because you want your career to end on your own terms. And if first he's healthy and and he gets another shot at it, then I think it's dope. I'm just scared. Love his game. Really want him to do well on the Nets. I'm just just scared. DeAndre Jordan on the Los Angeles Lakers. And they're going to get rid of, all sides point that they're getting rid of Marcus All. I don't know how I feel about this. I love Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol and the Lakers. I loved him. Sasha's just really sad. Jomi somewhere on an island, just looking out in space, crying. Um, <laughs> I don't like this move. I don't oh, really? like this move. Why? I don't like this. Let's move. Let's talk about because that. It's, because it's redundant. They already got Dwight Howard. It's redundant to what they have. And they, I love Marcus Gasol as a passing big. I just love him as a passing big. And when the offense flowed through him, it was a better offense. How often did that happen? It didn't happen. You know why it didn't happen often? Because they signed Andre Drummond and gave him the bulk of the minutes. Yeah, but okay. Fair. But even, I guess my point would be, if that's not something that you're committed to doing, while we may love it in theory, it doesn't really ever get a chance to take place. So um, if they like their bigs to be Dwight Howard-ish, then go ahead and be redundant with that. Like bring Dwight Whoa. Howard, start him, and then bring his like clone off the bench because that's all you're asking them to do. I just need to remind you, Roger, that DeAndre Jordan did not play in the postseason when there was no one on the Nets but Kevin Durant. There was literally no one. I don't know if you looked. There was no one there. there was I, just, have, it was, I have no facts to back this up. I've not talked to Steve. There's, there's, there was no good reason for that. Okay. 
Well, there was no I good just, reason for that. There's no good reason. Okay, so you're you think he should have played? There was just that was just the, the okay, okay. Um, I, I just I'm lukewarm on it. We'll see. I still think the Lakers have a chance. Didn't we pick the both pick the Lakers to win the title? Yes, sir. I don't know. I picked them on the. I, I went back and I think I picked the Nets on one of. I just went. I'm going back and forth, but <sighs> I don't know. I just don't know. <sighs> um, on that note, let's get to uh, Rowan of the week. My Rowan of the week is. A guy by the name of Chuck Rhodes. He's fucking back, baby. Billions is back. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, man. I'm locked in. Chuck Rhodes, he shaved his beard. We're not going to spoil too much because Raj is on season two right now. We're trying to get him up to season six. But Chuck Rhodes is back. He shaved. He's ready to roll. He's ready to take down motherfuckers. You have recently got on billions, Raja. What do you? Your team, team Chuck, right? Aren't you team Chuck? I'm team Chuck all day. Um, I mean, I like Bobby why, Axelrod. Why, why, like, why, why did you like? T- what made you team Chuck though? Because I'm, I'm team Paul Chuck. G- I like Paul Giamatti as an actor. Right? He's a fucking but beast. He's a fucking he's a, beast. He's a monster. I just like his. I, I mean, I like his style, man. I don't know. I don't know what exactly endeared me to Chuck. Um. You know, I, I, t- I told you, I find this very interesting that he is the Silver Spoon kid um, with the trust fund waiting there with like mega millions in it. Um, and I find him more relatable because he comes across like your everyday man more so than the Bobby Axelrod. You know, you're not so supposed like, to like him. You're not supposed to like Chuck. I, but I do. I like Chuck. But you do. I do. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Okay. So Bobby Axelrod. Everybody on the billion set. Shout out Wendy Rhodes, who's a real G in this thing. Let's be real. Wendy like holds all this shit together. Let's. I don't know how long you've. Wendy is a boss. You know what else she played? And I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. Uh, she was in Sons of Anarchy, and that's where I oh. knew her from. And I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay, I don't want to spoil too much, but Wendy's a G. Rowan of the week. Chuck Rhodes, though, because Billions is back, baby. Billions is back. Um, but my real one of the week is going to go to a young lady from Canada. Um, I don't know her background. I, you know, she, but she, she, she hails from Canada and she's playing in the U S open, uh, semis, I believe. And her name is Layla Fernandez, like a young 18 year old who's been out there knocking off like big time women's she beat tennis up, did players. Did she beat Na- Naomi Osaka? Didn't she? She did, did she early, early in the draw. Oh. And then, and then she came back and she doubled down against, like, I'm trying to pull up all who she played, but she's beaten, um, some heavyweights on the way to where she is right now. And she's just a G because first of all, she's got a really cool game to watch. Like there's some flair to it. You know what I mean? It's not like vanilla type of stuff. There's some real flair to it. And then she's super good at the mic when she, when they asked, you know, they talked to her after the match, she was really endearing to the fans. She was, she was talking about having fun and she's bubbly and smiling and she's a G though. Don't get it twisted. Like she doesn't look, she doesn't look like a killer, but she is a killer. Layla, Layla, I hope I'm saying it right. Fernandez, real. I think with, we're starting to see this turning in sports right now. And you're starting, it's like, it's the changing of the guard era right now, because you know, like in the NFL, Tom Brady, he's probably gonna play at least 50, but you see Tom Brady and Drew Brees has retired. Peyton Manning's on doing Monday night football. You see that in basketball, LeBron's getting towards the end. You're seeing that in, in, in uh, women's tennis too, with, with Serena Williams, you know, just at the end of her, at the yeah. tour, at the end right now. And uh, same with Venus, but there's this new guard. You got, you got Coco, you got Naomi Osaka, you got these, these women that are, it's just changing guard. You're seeing on the WNBA with Sue Bird leaving, but you got this new crop of, of young ladies. It's, 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 I, it's, I'm loving to see this in the, um, in the U S open. Um, 
let's before we get out of here, I, I, we, we talked about this during the beginning, and I, I, I know this is something that's near and dear to your heart. Football right now. Tom Brady's playing tonight. Who are you? Who are you? We're filming. We're recording this on a Thursday. This is going to come out later, but recording this on a Thursday. But I want to. I just want to hear. Who are you rooting for this season, Raja? Are you are you locked in? We got they, what, what? How are you feeling? What are your emotions going into this NFL season right now? Yeah, I'm all over the place. I got to keep it a buck. I really want Tom Brady to double down and and do and do for really the old well. guys for the old yeah. guys. But I'd like to see. I'd like to see him lose in the uh, in the Super Bowl to either the Chiefs. Um, or the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens have had a terrible camp. Like a terrible camp with the injuries and stuff like Dobbins and and their receiver, like I think a receiver just got hurt and another back went down. Like so Lamar Jackson, know- who's who who was a, not a friend of the show, but a friend of the show because we love Lamar Jackson. He got COVID. Damn right. He got COVID. Um, hey, if you need a 707 quarterback for your team, which is local down here next year, Lamar, holla at me. Uh we'll be 15. Yep. We'll be playing 15 U. Um but I'd like to see him lose in the Super Bowl to one of those dudes, you know? And can I can I be honest with you though? On 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 the low, I might be a I might be a New Orleans Saints fan this year. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even with the Jay- quarterback situation? Bro, I get down with Jameis Winston, bro. Okay. Chill. Okay. Chill. Okay. You know what I think he is? I think I think there's a little bit of Ben Simmons vibes there. Oh, needs okay. a new needs a new environment. Yo, you're to get listen. Hold clear. on, hold on. You're you're in a bag coming back too. You're over here doing like NFL to NBA comps. Okay, it's been a minute, bro. No, yeah. so those are my teams. I'm, I mess with the I mess with the, the the Saints. Where are you at? Okay, so when this releases, we got we got the Raiders and the Ravens coming mm. at Monday Night Football, mm. and I am so conflicted because I love obviously. The Raiders, Oakland Raiders, the silver and black. I I don't know if you've ever gotten to this propaganda, but the Raiders and the Cowboys have the top propaganda in the league. It's the top two propaganda machines in the league. The Raiders, I, I'm so conflicted, but I'm here. I'm here with the Oakland, with the Oakland Raiders. I'm here. Okay. There you go. But also the Ravens, I just see, I know they've gone through injuries, but I just really, there's a time right now. I want to see Lamar Jackson win a title. I want to see it for everything that that represents. So the Raiders, obviously, just because they've just treated me so bad as a child, but you know, I'm <laughs> locked in with the Raiders. I'm, but the Ravens are my, are my East coast team. And I, and I'm really excited. This is the first time I've been excited about an NFL season in, in about five, six years, to Ooh. be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I haven't no, been this excited. I'm, I'm really down. ready to go. Why doesn't anybody put any respect on that man Derek Carr's name then? Just coming for somebody who cheers for that team. Like what why why? why? Because he doesn't because he doesn't deserve it because he's just like he's an he's an empty stats guy. He's not he's not he's an empty stats guy. I'm sorry. I just God, I I I I I'm speaking to somebody that was the leader of the Derek Carr fan club in 2016 that was like he's going to lead us to the promised land. He's the best quarterback ever. He's better than Who's Kenny Stapler? Who's Rich Gannon? I was just all in right there, right? I wasn't I was like who like who uh, who's Jim Jim who? That's disrespectful. I'm not going to talk about Jim. Jim Pluckett's a legend. All these guys are legends. But that's how I was feeling. Like this guy is the guy. Now, I don't I don't feel that way about I, I was I was pro like let's get Aaron Rodgers up in the silver and black. Let's just get him in there. Let's get him in the silver and black. 
I mean, anybody could get Aaron Rodgers. You get Aaron Rodgers. But I feel you. I feel you. But Should I was excited. just like any quarterback on the market. Let's get him over Derek. Or let's get Tom Brady. Let's get, oh, oh, Peyton Manning is around the game. Let's get him out of retirement <laughs> in the silver and black. Let's, let's, that's where I was at he with looked, it. He looked good uh, down at the Manning Passing Academy. I took my son It took my son earlier this summer. He looked good. Peyton Yo, adding. man, I, I think, I don't know if I said this. I know I said this. I am locked in to Peyton Manning. I'm locked into everything NFL propaganda. I've been like watching highlight. We, we should get out of here after. I've been watching highlights <laughs> of like, like Arch Manning, who is like the Arch Manning is the, uh, the nephew of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. He's Archie's yeah. kid. He's, he's, he's Cooper's, uh, Cooper's kid. kid. Yeah. Dude is a beast. He's going into the junior, his junior year of high school is out here ball and he can run, he can throw. He might be the next one. He might be like the LaMelo ball, that family to where he's the youngest, but he's out here like he might be the best. I talked to him in Louisiana. I talked to him in Louisiana. Like at the, he's bigger than me, bro. Arch Manning. You did go to the – how is Arch Manning? Is he, is, he the, is he the truth? No, I mean he was – was, it was brief, right? Because we were like – my son wanted to say what's up. They took it's a picture brief. We'll talk about like that. that off air. We're, we'll talk about that off air, bro. But he's, 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 he's a strapping dude, man. Like he's a big old boy. Okay. Now, this is this is this is this is when we get to the dog days of real ones. We start talking about other stuff. We start talking about the real stuff about our what we think about. Okay, let's just I just let's just get to the that's been another edition of real ones. Um <laughs> <laughs> make sure you check us out. We're on Mondays, we're all over the place here, man. I don't know when we're coming back. It's just you know, this is we're we're giving you one. We're here, we'll be back. I don't know what's going on. But in the meantime, make sure you check out the full slate on NBA. Make sure you check out the answer who had a really good show. Make sure group chat just came back. Check out the mismatch. Check out everything else on the ringer feed. Ringerverse, uh Black Girl Songbook with who Roger Bell. Town legend, Danielle Smith. Um, and R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. What? What? The Crestside Clown? CC Sabathia. Who will probably be in the building at the Vegas Raiders game, the home opener, baby. And then make sure you check out um, everything on the Ringer slate. But check that out. We will guys see you when we see you. Peace.